Yo, beast mode, I go beast mode Left, right, hook, then I reload Speed until the E breathe slow Connect every uppercut, clean blow Hello and welcome to an absolutely jam-packed episode of the Southpaw Jab podcast. We've got a preview of Clarissa Shields versus Christina Hamer, and we chat to Team Southpaw Jab member and former Shields opponent Hannah Rankin. Also on this show, uh, we're going to hear from O'Hara Davis and preview big shows and the small hall. I'm your host, George Storr, and on the line we've got our editor of uh, southpawjab.com, Adam. How are you doing, Adam? I'm very well, thank you, George. Excited for this week's show. I'm, yeah, I think we've got quite a lot to talk about. Um, also, could I just add, I'm looking forward to talking about uh, Martin Bacoli's astonishing return to the ring. Oh, yes, a very good point. Yeah, that was, yeah, no spoilers yet, but we will discuss that later in the show. Um, so first things first, how how are we for Team Southpaw Jab News this week, Adam? Do you want to run us through Well, it? there's one or two things in the pipeline which we can't talk about yet, but um, I suppose the, the, the main thing is uh, the, our Fighter of the Month public vote, which is proving to be quite popular, and last month was a very, very tough one. Uh, the four finalists were Philip Bowes, our very own Philip Bowes, uh, Scott Fitzgerald, who of course beat um, Anthony Fowler in that grudge match. Jumaine Camaro, who stepped up two weights to uh, fight in the away corner and win. And that astonishing Katie Taylor um, performance out in the States. The winner was Scott Fitzgerald. So congratulations to him. Um, just to show no bias, our Philip Bowes finished second. So, yeah, I mean, it was a really tough month and... Uh, yeah, just congratulations to Scott on that. Yeah, fantastic. Um, it's interesting that vote attracted quite a lot of interest, didn't it? But I think the Fitzgerald fight was has just been one of the most talked about um, fights in the in the last few weeks, really. So I'm not surprised he sort of got the win there on top of his win in the ring. Yes, yeah, yeah, and um, you know, as I as I said to you, I think on fight day, I was I wasn't that sure. I thought Fowler win you thought Fowler would probably win mm. and then I heard from a, a respected friend shall we say we'll leave his name out so I don't want to name drop but he's close to the things and he said he was at the weigh-in and all that kind of stuff and he said I think Fitzgerald's going to do this and I kind of went ah. but yeah. he was right so fair play yeah fair play we um we and, even... and in future when he tells me who he thinks is going to win I'll <laughs> listen a lot closer <laughs> yeah you'll be taking his tips into the bookies yeah. <laughs> so moving on to the previews, we're covering an absolutely massive uh, female bout here. It's a massive unification fight. All four middleweight titles are on the line between Clarissa Shields, who's 8 and 0 with two stoppages. She's the holder of the IBF, WBC and WBA titles. She's also a double Olympic gold medal winner. Uh, she's taking on Christina Hamer, who's 24 and 0. 11 stoppages and holds the WBO she has done since 2013. Um, it's a massive fight, Adam. What do you make of it? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm just really excited for it. Uh, you know, it, it, is, it is their Golovkin-Alvarez, the ladies Golovkin-Alvarez or Wilder, AJ, or, you mm. know, it is, it is the, the super fight. I'd also add that there is a, uh, the IBO title. I know people don't hold it in such esteem, and I think that that's an opinion that is changing, but um, I don't think we should discredit it because we've got a, a close Southport Jab friend who's uh, hoping to win one soon. Mm. Is that uh, Shields that holds that? I don't know where the IBO yeah. title lands in the middleweight <laughs> division, but um, right. I can, I can, I can tell you somewhere. where it's going to. I can tell yeah. you where it's going to be in the super welterweight division very soon. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, I, my take on this one is that I would just love Christina Hamer to do it. I mean, I've been very impressed with Shields, but she hasn't sort of um, endeared herself to me or uh, quite a lot of boxing fans, I think. And um, just on, on the likability scale, I kind of hope that Hamer's uh, professional experience carries her through. But it's it's a fascinating fight. Um, and I know we're going to hear from somebody... Uh, much more informed than us on uh, on this one, and uh, and go over to Hannah in a moment. Hannah Rankin, 
who is, of course, a former Clarissa Shields opponent and a, a long-time training partner of Christina Hamer. But do you have anything uh, anything to add about this one before we do? No, I mean, look, my I know Hannah very well, and my opinion is massive is hugely influenced by what she thinks and obviously I interviewed her so I, I think I'll just hand over to Hannah Rankin okay so I'm here with Hannah Rankin um, and apologies if you can hear in the background we're outside and there's some children playing so um, making a little bit of noise throwing yeah, stuff around <laughs> just just a bit of ambiance um, so well Hannah first of all we've got a big fight coming up this weekend. Yep. You've got a big fight coming up in the next couple of months. Yep. So what do you want to talk about first? The fight that's coming in the weekend. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Clarissa Shields versus Christina Hamer. Um, obviously, I last fought Clarissa Shields in America, um, and Christina Hamer is my training partner and a really good friend. So um, I'm absolutely buzzing about this fight. I literally can't wait for it to happen. It's um, a massive fight for female boxing. And actually, it's really exciting to hear that, like, the general public like are talking about it, and also quite a lot of like down the the, the small hall shows and stuff. People are talking about it. It's everybody knows about it. I mean, it, it so. is it is female boxing super fight, isn't it? This yeah. is this is AJ Wilder. Or, yeah, you know, it's massive. Oh. It's huge, and it's like it's for the unification of all the middleweight titles, uh, the ring the ring uh, titles on the line, so the ring belts on the line. So. Yeah, no, it's it's massive. I can't wait. I really can't wait. <laughs> so obviously, you've, you've said you know both fighters yeah. fairly well, having fought well, essentially fought both of them. Uh, how, I mean, how do you see it going? Well, having shared the ring with Carissa for ten rounds, obviously, really respect her as a fighter. I think um, you know she's definitely going to bring it. Uh, she's aggressive, come forward, and and she's definitely not one to be giving up on something. So I think she's going to be doggily chasing Hamer as well for that fight and, and she she wants to become undisputed so I think yeah she is going to be an aggressive attempt from her for the, the titles and Christina I've trained with a lot we've shared many many rounds of sparring together how much older is Christina? Uh, um, than Shields because Shields is still quite young is she 23, yeah, yeah. 24? Yeah, uh, I think Christina's around 28 same oh, okay. age as so me 20, not, 29 no, it's not that she's much. the more established champion but yes. she's not okay I think yeah, she's yeah, definitely. So, um, and yeah I think uh, Christina's a more experienced fighter she's had m- many more professional fights she's both undefeated fighters though yeah um, what people might not know about Christina is she's a two weight world champion she also won a world title at super middle uh, as did Shields. Shields was a super middle champion first yeah. as well. So they're both uh, two weight world champs. So yeah, um, I think who's it's going to be interesting. Who's the actual? So it's interesting that they've both fought at both weights. Are they both roughly the same size, or would you say one has a size or reach advantage? Well, I think people were really surprised to see how much taller Christina was than Carissa. Actually, when they had the face off, like Christina is actually really, really big for a middleweight, um, and she's tall, broad. Uh, she's got the bigger reach on Carissa, so uh, yeah, there's quite there's quite a difference there. And I think Carissa's gonna have to work hard to get inside. Right. So it's gonna be quite. Yeah, it's, it's, it's styles make fights, and it's going to be exciting. <laughs> I think um, I think we actually spoke about this when we did an interview about a year ago or so, and you picked Christina then. I'm, st- has, I'm sticking has... with that. Really? Yeah, I'm sticking with my friend and training partner. I respect Carissa, but I'm sticking with Christina for this one. Um, I think she's gonna she's gonna win the fight. Uh, I think she's got a, an absolutely superb jab, and uh, I think Carissa's gonna have to work hard to get inside to get past that. To get past that, like I said, she's got the the bigger reach on her, um, and yeah, a bit more experience. So, yeah, I think... Uh, but it's definitely not one to be missing. It's going to be on Box yeah, Nation, isn't it? It's going to be on Box Nation. They're actually showing it, which is amazing. So it will be at something like 4am in the morning. So Put uh, it on to record. If you... Put it on to record. But it's a fantastic uh, fantastic card anyway. Um, and a fight that everybody should be watching, especially any female boxers out there. <laughs> yes. Well, so actually on that, um, Clarissa Shields is obviously quite a divisive... Uh, person, yeah. no, she's outspoken, she's leery, she's, you know, a lot of people basically don't like her. Yeah. Um, but do you think she's good for female boxing? Do you think? Definitely, I actually agree with that. I think uh, she she is d- like you know she's leery and people don't like her and they they don't like her attitude and stuff like this and she comes across like really brash and a lot of trash talking. But the the argument for that I think is 
that people are talking about her and people are talking about women in the sport and whether you like it or not it's getting more people's attention and that's what female boxing needs we need more people to be paying attention to us in the sport and giving us the, the chance to be on TV and it also really frustrates me when people are like oh women shouldn't be talking like that blah 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 and I'm like it happens it's in professional the professional fighting <laughs> it's professional <laughs> fighting at the end of the day we're not sitting down to have a cup of tea uh, and just because we're women doesn't make it any less dangerous or like larry than what the guys are doing you know um, guys are trash talking left, right, and centre, you know. Yeah. So, and so far, I haven't seen Clarissa throw a table yet. So she's she's still doing okay, you know. And I think if more girls kind of you know showed a bit more character and it wasn't quite so nice, nice, nice all the time, like me yeah. and Chris didn't get on. That was no secret. We're not friends. We're, we're still not. But friends. still, a lot of respect I've noticed between you. So. Yeah, we respect each other definitely. Um, but you know. It's, Trash talking is part of boxing and it's helping to sell the fight and people, you know, they want to see a little bit of argumentative behaviour between the two. They don't want people to be friends. Yeah, I mean, there has to be conflict. It's that kind of a sport. There needs to be conflict. It's a fight at the end of the day and I think people should stop complaining about women trash talking. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, we'll leave it there on, on that. I want to move on. Actually, we'll stay sort of in that area for the next bit and we'll talk about your fight after this but we've had a bit of debate on the podcast over the last few weeks and in private and on messages um, about celebrating a knockout yeah is it okay and if so when is it okay and is it ever not okay well I think like you know there's definitely levels to that obviously in boxing uh, when you're fighting you want to beat the person and obviously if you get a knockout or you get a stoppage that's fantastic that's what you're working towards in the gym you're not going out there just just to win on points no of course (laughs) you get a knockout that's great and the adrenaline in the moment, obviously you might celebrate when if you do knock somebody out, but obviously for me it's most important that yes, once you've celebrated, that's great, but don't do overly ridiculous celebrations like dancing around yeah, and can standing it be over distasteful, your opponent. Yeah. It can, that can be distasteful. And once you've celebrated, and obviously with your team, then you go back and check on the person. Yeah. I, I just think it's, it's, it's bad manners. I really. mean, the one, the one that's caused a, drawn a lot of ire was, um, I know Steve Bunce was livid about it and still yeah. talking about it days later, was the Teofimo Lopez stoppage recently. Yeah, but that's ridiculous. That was I mean, where ridiculous. He, dug a, he actually dug a, you know, pretend dug a grave next to the guy who I mean, just knocked out. Boxing's a very dangerous sport, and we all know the, the risks are involved with the sport, and there's lots of people who suffer injuries and, and life-threatening injuries as well in the sport and we don't need someone taking like making a joke of that especially after they've stopped somebody and you know in such a brutal way I think it's kind of yeah it's just distasteful so there are I mean what about if there's been a bit of needle before the fight so one guy's tried to get under the other guy's skin which is a bit distasteful and then the other guy knocks him out is there is it okay to sort of yeah, Shout down at him while he's down, like you know, have a bit of that. I think so, to be honest, because it, at the end of the day, it is you are trying to stop your opponent. You're trying to be the better person in the ring, and if they've been going at it and you've, you've been going backwards and forwards, they're obviously going to be some, you know, there's a needle going on there. Yeah. You're obviously going to be triumphant in your sort of like in your response to actually beating that person. Yeah. But I'm sure it's not something that people go out and plan to do. And if you do plan to do that, then that's a bit of poor taste, really, yeah. to be honest. I think it's more caught up in the moment. Well, fair enough. So basically, there are shades of grey to it. There definitely m- yeah. There's no right or wrong on that front. There's definitely the, the definite wrongs, I would say. Wow, lots well, of rocks. The throwing. children are throwing <laughs> rocks at plastic. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely way too far and massive distasteful aspects to that. So, yeah. Yeah, well, fair enough. Um, common sense. Let's, yes, common sense. Let's move on to your fight, yep. your world title fight, yeah. IBO, back down at your actual weight. And my real weight, yeah, no, I'm fighting at home in Scotland on the 15th of June for the IBO Super Welterweight World Title. I'm so excited that A, I'm getting to fight at my own weight, and B, I'm getting to fight at home in Scotland, obviously in front of a home crowd. Um, it's going to be massively exciting. I, I just, yeah. Have you met Sarah Curran yet? I've never met her. I know a lot about her. I've watched, I've watched some of her fights, um, and uh, she's come across very well in other interviews and things. So I think uh, she's an aggressive, come forward style fighter, like quite an American style. So, so it's going to be going to uh, gel quite well with your aggressive style. Exactly, so. and I think uh, both of us are going to put on a, quite a show. But um, yeah, I'm not going to be beaten at, at home in front of my home crowd and also it's a chance for me to make some history and become Scotland's first ever female world champion so I'm massively excited um, about it and I can't wait really what um so what what do you make of her as so do you think you're going to stop her is it is it going to be a war basically 
Oh, I never give fight predictions. Um, of your things. own fights. Of my own fights. I, I, I mean, I'm not asking super... you tactics. But yeah, I'm never you... superstitious about it. I'm quite superstitious about these things, so I never oh, okay. say what's going to happen and stuff like that, but um, I would say most boxers are quite superstitious. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely I'm going out there to put on a, a real performance and a real show. Um, I'm he- we're headlining that show. I was so it's that a, was my next question. It's a, massive, it's a massive thing for female boxing as well to have uh, women really... headlining. Yeah. Um, especially at home in Scotland where there's so few of us boxing so yeah a lot of people talking about it too Um, so yeah I'm proud to be making a big statement and I you know she's aggressive and come forward and um, I think my style's been uh, described as that somewhat so I think we're going to be able to put on quite an exciting uh, fight for people and there'll be some fireworks how how can people get hold of tickets oh tickets contact me um, or contact my coach Noel Callan or contact Sam Kinnock up with Kinnock Promotions because obviously he's going to have them as well tickets ranging from £40 £60 to VIP tickets £100 tickets and things so there's a good uh, array there for anybody wanting to come and just come along everyone come along it's going to be great wonderful can't wait for that and we'll be and the new and the new Uh, Finally, I know there's one other fight you're excited about and you're going to make a bit of a case for Amir Khan. Oh, yeah, well, no, so I really respect Amir Khan. I think he's a a fantastic boxer and what I respect about him is that he's never ducked anybody. Um, You know, if you look at his uh, resume of people that he's fought, um, he's like a who's who (laughs) people, to be honest. And um, I, I think, personally, I think Crawford's going to... Uh, Kufa's going to win the fight overall um, but I think it's going to be a fantastic fight and I I think uh, Amir's going to do pretty well well good I, I, I'm a big Amir Khan fan as well and I... yeah and I respect him for taking that fight he, he can take anybody else but he's decided he wants to fight Terrence Crawford he's so one of the best in the world he's so. one of the best in the world so it's, it's not like he's taking an easy option and I think yeah it's going to be an exciting fight definitely yeah. fans should definitely watch that one as well yes. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for talking to me. Yeah. Uh, we'll go now because the the children of there's about seven of them now throwing stones. It's just, oh, they're starting to charge. Yeah. We'll just get some boxing shows. <laughs> so we'll leave it there. Okay, okay, thank you, Hannah Rankin. Thank you very much, uh, guys. Thanks, Adam. Get in touch. Get in touch with her for tickets to that fight. And uh, yeah, can't wait to see you crown world champion at last. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Absolutely fantastic to hear from Hannah there, as always. I'm really looking forward to her IBO world title shot. Um, have you got anything to add to that, Adam, before we move on? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so it was funny. When I was doing my research for the show, I noticed an interesting tidbit, um, or tidbit, whatever the expression is. Um, Hamer, Christina Hamer, is promoted by Dimitri Salita, who lost in a round to Amir Khan for his title in uh, several years ago just to retrospectively tie some of what hannah was talking about there together thought that was interesting myself mm. everybody else probably doesn't but there we go um and also i just wanted to chime in on the clarissa shields issue that hannah touched on there and i think she's absolutely right i you know i'm not a fan of her of clarissa shields but i completely agree with hannah that she's good for the female code and and it is a double standard allowing men to be brash and arrogant but holding it against the women you know, I think Shields will bring attention to the to the female sport, and as we know, there's no such thing as bad press. Yeah, yeah, entirely. I think in in some ways you could argue the difference is that we're we're maybe more used to it in the male code because of yeah. Know. And I think that's what I think. Sorry to chime in over you, but I think that's what Shields w- will do long term. People will look back and they'll realise that she made it more the norm for women to do that, and I think that's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It'll be really interesting to see um, kind of how the the how female boxing develops as depth is added to these uh, to these divisions. You know, at the moment we have these uh, fighters at the top like Shields and Hamer, and um, it's the depth that's just starting to fill in now, isn't it? The sort of the, yeah, the below yeah. that. Um, yes, absolutely. The, the the gap between the top of the of the sport and the bottom of the sport in terms of quality um is is just is bigger because there there is that uh, paucity of, op- uh, of fighters at the moment and people like shields and people like you know shields is from you know a, a sort of disadvantaged should we say background and she's gone on through hard work and look you can't knock her hard work she's a bit an, mm. an arrogant lady but she's worked 
bloody hard to get where she is and she's got skill and she will appeal to people maybe from those same backgrounds who want to do, to achieve what she's achieved and, and that will add talent to the ranks and that will mean that the, there is a as you say there is more competition and then there's more interest because that competition is fiercer and yeah i just think it's, i just think it's good for the for the women's code yeah definitely let's hope so let's you know, hope we start seeing more of these divisions um, coming alive. I mean, we are really, we're already seeing that start to happen. Um, one thing I know we discussed briefly off air was, I mean, we're both massive fans of the Steve Bunce um, boxing podcast. Um, but this week he didn't really, he didn't really go into any detail on, on Hamer. And, uh... He didn't, he didn't touch it at all. Um... And that's, an, that's annoying for two reasons, because actually what we haven't mentioned is that Hannah Rankin will be presenting with him on Box Nation for this, for this, uh, for this massive fight between Shields and Hamer. And for him to sort of have missed it completely on his BBC podcast, I thought was, uh, was interesting. He could have touched on it, do you know what I mean? But he he didn't yeah. do that. So bad Buncey. <laughs> well, you've, we've told him off now, anyway. Um... <laughs> well, he's quivering. <laughs> I hope he recovers. Um... <laughs> so moving... that's his career done. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over. Uh, no, moving on swiftly. Um, Lomachenko versus Crawler. I mean, what is there to say here for me? I'm finding it really hard to get excited about this fight. I wish I could. Um, Anthony Crawler's a massive fan favourite. I really like him, but how can he make a dent in Lomachenko? I mean, nothing on paper uh, is telling us that he can. Lomachenko's obviously beaten Linares and the Venezuelan uh, stylist comfortably uh, beat Crawler, didn't he? And so where are we going to find a little bit of cause for hope? I'm struggling. Any any suggestions, Adam? I mean, cause for hope. Uh, there's a long and rich history of upsets in boxing, but I agree with you. I I, I, I was listening to Anthony Collar on the Bunts podcast, and and look, they're doing everything they can do to go in there and beat Lomachenko. Um, in terms of you saying it's not an exciting fight, I mean, my point would be, I get excited every time Lomachenko fights. Mm. Um, so it doesn't matter who he's fighting I've enjoyed all of his fights and I think Anthony Crawler certainly uh, offers different challenges whether those are challenges that Lomachenko solves much quicker than he has done with other fighters like Jose Pedraza um, Jorge Linares we're, we're, we're yet to see but I'm always excited to see how these things pay out even if you know um, Anthony Crawler comes up short I'm a big fan of his and also as as um, Hannah was saying earlier about Amir Khan. How can you? You can't criticise a fighter for for taking these fights. Of course, if you're a real champion, you want to get in and test yourself. Even if you know it's the hardest fight of your career, you still want to, or you still yeah, should want yeah. to do it. Um, I mean, of course, of course. Like I'm not criticising him for taking it. I, I think he should have taken it. I think you know you offer him that fight ten times, he takes it ten times. But I'm just struggling to see any way in, in which he wins but you know I'll, I'll look like a fool if he if he if there is an upset but no I think you'd be with 99.9% of the population but that's fine I mean look it, how, how much more exciting would it be if he does do it I mean do you know what I mean that's why it's exciting for me but I do you know I'm like you I think he's I think he's got to Lomachenko's got to have a bad day and he's got to have the best day of his career but I'm still excited to watch it because there is that slim chance it will happen. And also, I like watching what Lomachenko does. He's just an insanely talented. Uh, what's the word they use in filmmaking? Auteur. He's almost an auteur. <laughs> yeah, I'll go along with that actually. Um, okay. I know one other thing uh, we wanted to touch on there was that idea of what would be more of a shock than Crawler winning or Khan. Yeah, so Khan's next week, isn't he? Um, I think it would be Crawler, frankly, because Amir Khan's fought at welterweight. He's, as he keeps pointing out, he's never lost at welterweight. Uh, and yeah, Khan does do better in the big fights. Uh, he's he he always admits himself that he he loses when he switches off or he takes something too lightly, which I think is a weird thing to admit, but 
Um, if you look back at his losses, he lost to Danny Garcia when he was having success because he was having success. All right, he lost to um, Saul Alvarez because he, mm. he switched off for a split second against a fighter who's one of the best in the world and two weights bigger than him. He lost to um, Lamont Peterson. Well, in my view, he didn't lose to Lamont Peterson. But I suppose where he took his eye off the ball there was there was a certain man in a hat that he should have been watching. And the greatest Prescott loss was because he hadn't lost so far and he just thought he'd walk through Prescott and found out that he didn't. So I think if you look at his losses, there is an argument to say that, yes, he does lose when he isn't totally switched on for the fight. And I thought he was doing well against Canelo. Um, I don't think he was winning, but it was close and he was... He did have the right game plan, but you could see that shot that Canelo was lining up was going to land eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I'd really like to see them both win, and I think it. But I think it would be more of a shock to see uh, to see Crawler do it. To be honest, yeah, I agree. I'd still be shocked if Khan pulled it off, though. To be honest, again, you know, yeah, I mean, your bet of the week. What would you get for Khan and Crawler on a double? <laughs> yeah, well, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Well, a pound. You could put a pound on it and live for a week. I think. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've both. Um, they've both booked themselves kind of hard tasks there. Um, very much. But fair so. play to them for that. So yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll cover. We'll cover Khan more next week. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. We'll uh, we'll put a full preview of that on for you next week. Uh, moving on then, uh, our other previews, we're looking at the small hall, what's coming up in the small hall this weekend. On Friday, there's a Paul Graham promotion in Bells Hill, Scotland, that's uh, headlined by cruiserweights uh, David Jameson, who's 3-0, and and he takes on Taha Mirasani, who's 1-8. and The rest of these promotions this weekend are on Saturday. We've got a Black Country Boxing promotion in Stoke. Luke Catchy looks like he could be one of the highlights there. Down in Nottingham, uh, Scott Callow and Joey Elfie have a joint promotion on. Our very own uh, Southpaw Jab team member, Poochie Van Pooch, appears in the away corner there. He's facing Cameron Kaihau, who makes his debut. I always think that's um, probably a trickier time to get Poochie in on your debut, don't you? Yeah, I was interested to see that because I thought they might quite like this guy uh, and they're sort of testing him a lot quicker. I mean, a bit like this, the guy that fought the other week on the Goodwin show, um, mm. whose name escapes me at the moment, the uh, the Albanian guy. Um, oh, yeah. They're throwing, yeah. It, they're throwing him in with, with top journeyman tests early and they've done it as well. Another one, Jerome Campbell. Um, has been facing sort of some of the top away guys very early in his career. And usually that's a sign that the manager thinks that they're very good and wants to move them quickly. Yeah, so it'll be interesting uh, to to keep an eye on that. Uh, There's also one other show. There's a Bendel's Boxing Promotions show in Yeovil. Uh, Promising lightweight Dean Dodge headlines there. Uh, He's another one who's worth keeping an eye on. Um, other things we wanted to touch on, I know, um, so Adam wasn't on the pod last week, Chris was, and he brought up celebrating a knockout, and I know you wanted to have your piece on that, Adam. Well, obviously I asked Hannah about it uh, earlier on, and yeah, I just wanted to tie up with my two cents. I mean, personally, I don't have much of a problem with it. I thought Teofimo Lopez was, was abhorrent almost. Uh, and he doesn't mm. come... And what annoys me about him is he doesn't come across well. Um, James Lupton uh, interviewed him and did a very good interview with him that I was reading. And he offered him the sort of opportunity to be recalcitrant, to sort of in some way... Uh, some way acknowledge that what he did wasn't good. And he didn't do it. He almost blamed his opponent. So I think that that is for me, 100% unacceptable and it is indicative of a guy that's just caught up in himself and doesn't give a, you know, tuppany about anyone else. Um, another one that Chris and I were talking about was Linus Udofia uh, over Darren Kadena the other week. Um, and when Udofia finally put him down, he kind of 
briefly, very briefly, screamed at him while he was on the floor and then was pushed away by the referee and went to his corner and celebrated. Mm. And Chris wasn't a fan of it. But actually, Cordina was, was trying to wind him up in the... In the uh, at the weigh-in and the you know, sort of the face-off, and was was really you know being was antagonistic, kind of distastefully. So you know it all got a bit heated, which is fine. That happens in boxing. But then the flip side of that is, if you're going to do that, the other guy when he sparks you out is going to be pumped because you've made him pumped. So I actually thought that was okay. I, was, I didn't see any problem with that. Yeah. So yeah. that would be the line for me. Somewhere any more than that. You know, if Linus had started digging a grave, yeah, that's not okay. But yeah, that would be the line for me. I think that's absolutely fine. If you've and as Hannah said, look, that's what you need. You want to do in boxing. You want to stop your other guy. Prove you're so much better than him. And yeah, you're going to be carried away in the moment. And I, you know, unless it's a pre-planned, disgusting show, or you know, like if Canelo had knocked Khan out like that then gone dancing around the ring celebrating with his fans, you'd have said, come on. But he didn't. He was, mm. you know, he showed a, showed a compassionate side. So, you know, it, there are shades of grey, but essentially I'm I'm more for it than the, I'm more understanding of it, sorry, than against it. Moving on, we're about to hear from O'Hara Davies on the show. He spoke to southpawjab.com founder Chris Wadhams this week, and this is a really explosive interview actually so it's a delight to have him on the show as the interview starts here O'Hara's talking about his showdown with Jack Catterall well, that's why a boxer doesn't like me so I got robbed in my last fight I was about to bring up listen they gave fight. me 118 110 which means I won two rounds of that fight it was a 12 round fight and according to that judge I won only two rounds the guy was fighting he was from Preston and guess where that judge was from he was from Preston. He was he was the judge for Jack's last five or six fights. And like you know, and like even before he fought me, he was the judge for six of his fights. These guys are not letting their guy lose. These guys, they're all a team, and they're getting paychecks around the back. I don't know who's been paying these guys, but they're getting paychecks. Listen, give Jack the win. Give Jack the win. Give Jack the win. And if only I knew that going into the fight, I would I would have knocked him the fuck out. But I remember, I think it was round five. I see. His, I see like his legs go, well I'm thinking, you know what, I could knock him out. Then I thought, no, OD, don't take no risk. Win the fight on a jab. This is the guy that everyone says is so good and you're going to make him look easy and you're going to beat him on the jab. And you're going to beat him on the jab. And that's what I said I was going to do and then they robbed me. But I feel like in boxing, that's the powers that be at play. That's do you a, want a rematch now? I don't want a rematch, fuck him. And fuck that judge. I won the fight, I won the fight. Like, I'm, I don't need to have a rematch. I remember everyone asking me, you know, Yo, Howard, you felt like you got robbed. Do you want to be much? No, I don't fucking know. I don't want to be much. I won the fight. I performed good. I'm, and I'm happy with how I fought. And my team's happy. And like, that fight was mine. So as long as I know I fought well, I don't need to fight again. I ain't got nothing to prove. The only one that's got something to prove is him. Because I could go in there, I'll say, you know what? I want to fight again. I feel like unless I knock him out, I'm going to, you know what? I will get robbed again. And so if I go in there and I have that mindset, I have to get him out of there, then he's just going to play to that, you know, then he's, then he, then he's just going to adjust his game plan to, you know, like, to see me. I'm like, fuck it. Fuck all you motherfuckers. You, you know what? I don't care if, if that's on my boxing record. I've got the money. I've got the cash. I've got the cash. And i bought a fucking place. Wicked well, OD, thanks for your time. Thanks for being honest as always. Listen, listen, whenever I talk in the camera, I get views. I talk on IFL. Listen, I be looking at everyone else talk. All these boring motherfuckers, they ain't getting no views because they're boring and they're media trained and they're saying the same thing. People come on this thing, on this YouTube shit. People come on this YouTube shit and they all say the same thing. They all say, you know what, I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be here. I'm not fucking happy to be here. I'm not happy to be here, honestly. Shout out Philip Bowles, the new Commonwealth champion. He beat Tom Farrell's ass. He beat Tom Farrell's ass. He dismantled him. Anyway, what was I saying? I was saying that, um, yeah, all these people, like, they come online and they all say the same thing. I'm happy to be here. I'm not happy to be here. And I'll tell you why. I'm not happy to be in this game. Because I'm telling you, I've been in this game. I've been a pro for maybe four years. I get nothing but abuse. I get nothing every day. I wake up, I look at my Instagram, I'm, I'm looking forward to everyone saying good morning, good morning. I got my inbox, you black cunt. First thing I see, you black cunt, you arsehole, you tosser. First thing, I just get abused. 
So I'm not happy to be in this game. I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm not happy. I'm not going to be, or not, I'm not going to be, you know, like, and all that. I'm just happy to be here. I'm not happy to fight on Sky Sports. I'm not, I'm not happy to fight on BT Sport. I'm not happy to fight on my next fight. I'm not happy being known. I'm not happy having a blue tick. I'm not happy having all the followers. Tell you, it's all bullshit. This industry, no, every industry is all bullshit. But you don't really know how bullshit industries are until you get deep in the industry. If you get deep in this game and you become like all Koo, Cassius and James Helder, and you got guys, guys like that Titan Booth, that, you know, that, you know, how they come online and they cuss you. That, that you see, what's the name? That, is it Wingy Boxing? Do you know what, do you know who it is? This guy built his page for about five to six years. And now it's been shut down. Why? Because he got up there and then he realised that this, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. All that fame life. Which is why the past six months I haven't made any noise. I'm saying, you know what, I'm going to keep my head low. Because once you get there in life, or you get there in any industry, you realise it's all bullshit. Boxing's full of snakes. I've seen, I've seen, listen, I've seen AJ's team. I'm going to make a vlog about this on my, um, on my YouTube page. I've got a page now, um, I've got a page now on my YouTube. I get about 30,000 views, so I'm getting up there slowly. Listen, I'm not giving Cougar and all that YouTube money. I need in. So now I need to jump on that YouTube money. I need that shit for myself now. So I've got my own page where I make my own shit and I get paid for it. Because I'll be doing iFilm interviews and I ain't getting any, you know what I mean? I'm getting views, but I ain't getting paid for it. I'm like, Cougar, where's the money? You know what, I'm you know what, I'm going to do my own shit. So uh, I'm going to make my next thing that I make on my YouTube. It's going to be where, when I was on a plane with guys on Team AJ and they slated AJ. They slated him. And that's my next video on my YouTube gonna be. Uh, well, next week Sunday. I won't ask for the exclusive here, but I'll yeah. make sure I watch that video. Make sure you watch All it. Alright, Odie, thank you for your time and again, you. thank you for being honest, man. Thank you. Okay, fantastic to hear that there. I mean, wow. Um he had a lot to say, didn't he? I mean firstly, I mean the most shocking thing for me, um, was that revelation that that he's getting racial abuse via his social media, to be honest. I know that that's been a a massive talking point in sport in general at the moment, um, with Raheem Sterling being racially abused for England and all yeah, that. Danny but, Rose saying that he wants to retire so that he doesn't get it anymore. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I was I was still shocked to to hear that, um, and you know, it's just shameful really to hear that that's that's happening uh, to O'Hara Davis as well. What did you make of that? <sighs> Do you know what? It's abhorrent. Of course, it is. Um, whether you like the guy or not, it's irrelevant what his skin colour is. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and to, to focus on that is just... It, 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 I mean, as well as being hateful, it's just lazy. Um, unfortunately, it didn't shock me that much because he's a divisive guy and mm. people are assholes. And unfortunately, it's growing more and more OK to be racist, I think. And, and that's... That's across the, you know, that's across the board in in everything from politics to sport to you know business to whatever really. Um, so yeah, that didn't shock me, but it does sadden me deeply. Yeah, yeah. Well, just just horrendous to hear. Really, um, it's one I'd, I'd definitely be um, be interested to sort of hear more more about that i think it's one of those things sometimes when you when you do hear a fighter or you know or in sterling place football player um talk about it you know often giving that issue a little bit of oxygen can just show people i think how hateful it is um in many cases completely yeah and actually what's interesting with that um od with the o'hara davies interview is uh we, what we played there is it's like a youtube interview and it's the sort of last few minutes of a, of a longer interview. And he starts out quite calm and measured and talking very calmly and, you know, for O'Hara anyway, chilled out. He's not this, you know, what he's always come across as is what we've just played. And there's a reason for that. But also, if you watch the interview, you see the beginning and you see he starts calm and, and not wound up. But as he starts to talk about these things, naturally they get to him and he sort of builds, he, he kind of snowballs. Um, and look, we, we, because of space, we, we've cut that off. And, but I, I urge you to go and watch it because you see how it affects him. And I think that's a really interesting thing to see. So go to the Southport Jab YouTube page and have a look. I mean, there's loads of other great stuff on there, but there's a few really good O'Hara Davies interviews that show both sides to it. Mm, mm, really interesting to see. Um, do definitely head over to southportjab.com and have a look at that. 
Um, it's not Darkwood Jab, mate. It's YouTube.com. Is it not up on the... Well, no. Okay, have a look at our YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah. It's all on there. We'll we'll give it a reshare on the social media and we'll make it available um, Can I just pick you. up on one, one bit of that before we move on? Yeah. George. Uh, the the AJ thing. Um, yeah. I'm really <laughs> interested to hear what he has to say, but... Um, I wonder if he might think better of... <laughs> I yeah. think if you try to take on the might of AJ and the you know the kind of money and lawyers they have uh, I, I i bet if he does say it and you know it, it whether it has any truth to it or not he'll be he'll be slapped with a uh, take it down immediately uh letter from someone's lawyers i i have no doubt mm, yeah quite possibly um <laughs> i was also just really amused by his i need the youtube money <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was good. I thought that was I, I thought that was genuinely very funny. Uh, Not so doing any more pieces that. for IFL. And you know, you know, the other thing is he's right with the, what you're saying about don't just say, "Oh, I'm really pleased for the opportunity." I, you know, mm. I used to work for a promoter, and he used to tell fighters that don't you know if they had a bit of personality, show your personality. Don't just go into a shell because people don't remember people in a shell. You know, that that yeah. press conference the other week, what do people remember? They remember Cash Alley and David Price and Scott Fitzgerald and Anthony Fowler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying what they did was particularly tasteful, um, but is there a tasteful way of doing it? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a tightrope. You're walking there between being entertaining and, and just being... Uh, Let's say less less entertaining. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, certainly. Um, the other thing about O'Hara Davis for me is how likely is he to uh, stick to this this retirement? How likely is he to stay retired? <laughs> well, I dare say if he's saying he won't fight on Sky and he won't fight on BT, he's limiting his options somewhat. But mm. I don't think that he'll. I mean, this is just my opinion, but. I'm fairly sure he's in the gym. Um, he does love boxing. All of his... I mean, look, you saw he was there to watch Philip Bowes. Um, or yeah. not to watch Philip Bowes. He was there with Philip Bowes to watch um, some of their friends fight. You see him at white-collar events. Like He loves boxing. So I would be very surprised if he doesn't box again. What, wasn't he sparring Phil as well in his preparation? I think he might have been, yeah. Um there's a strong possibility that he was because he does go down West Ham. Mm, mm. Yeah. Well, anyway, it'll be interesting if uh, if he if he does make a comeback, um, and yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, yeah, and I wish him all the luck. Actually, I, I hope yeah. he comes back and he does win loads of titles and make more money because I really like the guy. Yeah, I mean, at the time he took the Josh Taylor loss quite badly, didn't he? But now, I mean, when you look at that and you look at the the heights um, Josh Taylor has gone to and is going to. Uh, it's not bad form at all, is it, really? No, not at all, not at all. Um, so, you know, I think that will encourage him as well, maybe to come back. And uh, he obviously doesn't believe he, he lost the Jack Catterall fight. So, yeah, uh, on both fronts there, it, I wouldn't be surprised to see him come back um, in the, in the not-too-distant future. Anyway, um, moving on now, we're going to get to our review section of the show. Uh, first up, I'm going to talk about the Sam Kynock uh, promotion at the Paisley Lagoon Centre. That was on Saturday. Um, well, there were six winners in the home corner. All came via points. So Mr Kynock will be very happy with his fighters there. Uh, Jay Carrigan McFarlane, um, he says there's something big brewing for him. So it was really important to get another W on the board in Paisley. Um and it'll be really interesting to see where he does go with that. Uh, he beat Kent Kaupinen uh, on points. Um, Piotr Gora made his debut. He got a bit of attention on Twitter as well because he, he had a big Polish following. Um, was sort of acting like football ultras, you know, doing the chanting uh, at the Paisley show, which I think got a lot of uh, took a lot of Scottish boxing fans by surprise. Um, he won his debut against Team Southpaw Jam member Lewis Van Pooch. Uh, Poochie said he was proud to take another giant the distance. 
Um, yeah, all home wins there. Also, uh, Monty Ogilvie extended his winning streak, and he's one to keep an eye on. Uh, moving on, I believe we're going to hear from Chris uh, on the uh, British Warriors card now. It's Chris Wadhams here for the South Podjab podcast. On the 6th of April, Saturday just gone, British Warriors held a action-packed show at the world-famous York Hall. Headlining the card was super lightweight Ben Smith, who improved his unbeaten record to 9-0 with a points win over Lee Connolly. Lee Connolly was good enough to tell Smith's team that he had to cover up because he couldn't tell where the shots were coming from. Such was Smith's dominance. Smith will now be aiming to get a Southern Area title fight, which is held at the moment by Mikey Saki. The fight between Smith and Saki will be an intriguing one, as both bring something completely different to the other to the table. On the undercard, Sherelle Brown improved the record to 5-0, and she's now looking for title fights at super lightweight. She also called out Team Southpaw Jab member Nina Bradley for a fight for Nina's Commonwealth title. That fight would be one we would definitely want to see. There are big wins for Jermaine Brown, Dan Morley, Terry Conroy and Norris Thompson on his debut. And the card was packed and full of excitement. May not have had a title on the line, but it was definitely an entertaining card, as always with British Warriors. Okay, thanks for that, Chris. Fantastic to hear about the British Warriors card there. Moving on, uh, Martin Bacoli went and uh, fought in Poland. He fought Marius Wack. How did he get on, Adam? Bacoli goes to Poli and whacks Wack in eight. <laughs> Fantastic uh, return to form for Martin Bacoli after that um, rather astonishing loss to Michael Hunter mm. back in uh, September, October it was. And so to go away to Poland, and, uh, I mean, I, I've only seen the highlights of it, George. I don't know if you've seen these as well, but he was hurting uh, Watch Rock yeah. from, from round one. Um, and all right, I, I, you know, it, it was it was only the highlights, but he was, you could see Wack, And, I mean, Wack is, is coming off two losses, is it? Mm. And so that was his third loss in a row. So, you know, maybe his confidence isn't up, but I think, for Bacoli after that last fight to, to return with such good form is, is is really good and, you know, really pleased for him because he's, he's interesting thrown into the heavyweight mix because Wack is at a high level, you know, he's been fighting at sort of fringe world level. Yeah, I mean, was this Wack's promotional team who put this together, wasn't it? And and did they just underestimate Bacoli? was what was in my mind. I think perhaps, yeah, they saw the last fight and thought... He's a broken man. He's had his spirit broken, but he showed that he, he clearly hasn't. And uh, uh, yeah, well, I mean, by the end, Wack looked like he was uh, he was more the more the spent fighter, uh, or mm. certainly out of com- lacking in confidence fighter. Yeah, it was impressive as well. I mean, when you saw the sort of weigh-in uh, photos and them stood next to each other, um, Wack looks like the bigger unit as well. You know, so I, I thought it was quite impressive. Um, the way Bacoli finished him. Yeah, it was a very, it was a very impressive finish. Um, uh, he just stuck it on him in the eighth, didn't he? After, after clearly bothering him for seven rounds prior to that. Mm, mm, definitely. Um, yeah, so fantastic. Uh, well done to Martin Bacoli there. And it'll be interesting to see him uh, back in the mix. Hopefully, you know, taking on uh, some of our British heavyweights. I think there's a few good matchups to be made there. Um, you know, I I say it every week, but because I'm a massive Dave Allen fan. But what about him and Dave Allen? You know, I'd I'd watch that, wouldn't you? Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if Allen beats Brown, it's been fairly publicly said that if Chisora beats Gashi, yeah, they'll be yeah. fighting. So an Allen Chisora fight in, uh, uh, entices me as well. But certainly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that'd be good. It's just another name, you know, back in that mix, really, isn't it? Where we thought he was kind of drifting, um, drifting off in a way. Yeah. He'd have lost again, certainly. Um, he would have been. And rounding up, we uh, we come to our bet of the week, which we're very excited about this week. Uh, earlier on, we heard from uh, Team Southpaw Jab member Hannah Rankin, and she was backing her training partner. 
Christina Hamer to beat Claressa Shields um, in that unification bout. We think she's going to as well. And um, amazingly, really, in our eyes, you can get three to one on Christina Hamer to win that bout. That's with Ladbrokes, William Hill, Corals. They're all giving you threes on Christina Hamer. Um, yeah, we'll. I mean, we said this last week, and uh, you know, our logic bore out the result didn't uh, with Stephen Tiffany. But this one, in the same uh, in the same way, is is a lot closer than the bookies have it. This one uh, more so than last week, I would say. You know, that's our feeling, and we've spoken to to Hannah about it, as you heard. Uh, Hamer's got height and reach, and. Um, you know, Hannah Hannah's backed her as a, as a better user of a jab as well, which is crucial uh, over that distance. Um, so we think three to one for Christina Hamer to win this is an absolute steal. To be honest, um, it's our bet of the week that we're most excited about since we've started the podcast. Um, any additions from you, Adam, uh, on that fight? No, I bow to your bow to your betting uh, brains. <laughs> All right, well. Uh, that's pretty much everything, really, from us this week. I know you've got a couple of things from the site you want to talk about before we sign off, though, Adam. Y- yes, yeah, we'll have a we'll have a Lomachenko versus Crawler preview going up. We've got loads of stuff on the big show next week with Alan and um, and White and Chisora from Fighters on there. There's a good, really good uh, Sh- Shannon Courtney um, article, and also, as we said before, do check out the YouTube channel. Um, Chris does a sterling job running around York Hall or wherever we go with the camera and talking to the fighters and he, he gets some really good interviews uh, because of his laid back style I think they like to talk to him mm. a bit more so uh, do do check out youtube.com slash jab. fantastic yeah do head over there um, yep make sure you have a look at us on the social media uh, this podcast now is as we said hosted by Anchor but it's available on Apple Podcasts maybe you're listening on that who knows but uh, you know if you're currently you have it open on a browser and it'd be handier to have it on your phone say we are on Apple Podcasts um, and, and about seven other platforms yes. podcast things like that so do yes. do shop around yes shop around listen to us on every different one and tell us which one sounds best um, yeah. <laughs> also any questions for next week's pod please give us a tweet give us a message whatever you think and thank you very much for listening uh, we'll see you again next week enjoy the boxing and protect yourself at all times yo beast mode I go beast mode left right hook and I reload Speed until the E breathe slow. Connect every uppercut, clean blow.